0: Hello, and welcome to Sophos Symposium. We're your hosts. I'm Doug Daffin. I am Chris Bendeman. Uh, Welcome back, or I guess, I don't know. Are we welcoming them? Or are they welcoming us?
1: A little of both, I hope.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, always welcome to whatever page you find us on. Um, Thank you for welcoming us back into your ears. We appreciate this, so that we can continue to indoctrinate you into our, our views and what we think about the world. Um, Yeah. We're back again. Uh Doug Doug and I were talking about this. Uh this might be like the end of season one for us. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Um so Chris and I are gonna be in separate towns for real this time. And yeah. uh we're not gonna be able to bring you any episodes until I don't know, August.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're able to. We're not going to.
1: Yeah. We're we're taking a hiatus. Uh in the meantime, we'll get some new equipment. Uh Maybe I'll learn a bit about editing so we can make this a better experience for you.
0: Yeah, Doug is uh using my absence to engage in ambition and uh self-improvement. Um I'm just gonna disappear into the woods, basically. And into the woodlands? Into the <laughs> to the literally into the woods. Yes, exactly. Um eh, I mean close yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway. <laughs> this is starting really strong. Um we're glad to be back. We're excited. We've got a new topic for you. We're going to be talking about conspiracies. We've got a couple of rules. Um, before we get to the rules, I think the first thing we do is talk about the drink. I'll yeah. leave that to Doug.
1: So tonight I have made my one of my favorite summer drinks. It's one of my two go-tos. Um, this one is cachaça, which I pronounced correctly this time. Okay. Um, which is a Brazilian uh, sugar distilled spirit. Similar to rum, but rum's made from molasses, whereas this is made from pure sugar cane juice. Um, and I've, I've, ma- it smells fantastic. It's great. Uh, it mixes well with fruity drinks, and I've decided to mix it with lemonade tonight.
0: It's really good. I mean, this is exciting for me uh, because I, I like getting a mixed drink from Doug. That's fun. There's some artisanship to this, so it's it's cool. This is a drink that not many people, I think, know about, unless all of our listeners know about cachaça. You got it. Okay, it's got that hanging C. Which wait, Doug, what did you call that again? Oh, it was- I
1: called the so like Portuguese sometimes have the C's with the accent thing under it, or I don't. We don't know what that's called, but I'm calling the sickle because it looks like a sickle and it's attached to the C.
0: I think it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we've got a couple of of rules behind our conversation. Um, the first one, I think, I need to. Not explain. I think this one comes with no explanation. The truth is out well, there. What's the topic? The topic is quick. conspiracies. Did I say it was conspiracies? Yeah, I think said it was. It yet. I think I said it was. Cons- well, it, the topic is conspiracies. Generalized conspiracies. Um, you know what? This is whatever you really want it to be. Everything from like a shadowy group of people who are controlling things to the government is lying to you about X thing. You know, whatever fluoride in your water is causing you to be. Bush did nine eleven. Bush did nine eleven. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Um, did you see that video where the guy was like, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but it can turn it into objects with the consistency of noodles? No. There was some like dude hanging out in his garage, mm. and he heated up – So I don't know why he has this material at his fingertips. I think that's the larger problem. But he heated up steel beams to jet fuel heat, mm. and he was like, aha, look, they are still there. But watch, and he went over with like some tongs and just started playing with them because they were noodle noodle strength at that point. And he was like, "I assure you, this can't keep up a building." Interesting. Anyway, um, Sword that rules. that that. Oh, sorry. Uh, just to finish up, that counts as a consistent a uh, conspiracy. Anything right. that you want that's just basically, you know someone's lying to you about the real truth behind X. That could be a conspiracy. Whatever you want. Yeah, um, and
1: since we did just discuss uh, Bush doing nine eleven, Bush doing nine eleven, and and drink. Florida
0: yes, hang on one sec because the rule of the truth is out there is any specific conspiracy we discuss, we're going to take a drink for. Secondly, and this is like a tag on, shadowy cabals on my podcast? Any conspiracy that we discuss so we haven't
1: invited Lauren yet?
0: No, we... <laughs> That's last Damn it, it is it actually is yeah, yeah. um this is, this is we're 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 leaning towards stuff we probably shouldn't say on the podcast so <laughs> we'll we'll move away from that but yes um well are you okay so this is actually a not super well-known word are you just like joking with me or are you familiar with cabal
1: oh yeah no i'm
0: it's a great I, name yeah is it like originally an Egyptian god name or something? I'm,
1: I'm not that familiar with it. I'm also not that heard, familiar with it. I think her last name's Cabral instead of Cabal.
0: Okay, now we definitely shouldn't be saying these things on the uh, podcast. I mean, fair enough. We we yeah. do say a lot of people's names. Um, any conspiracy that one of us mentions that the other one has not heard of. The joke, by the way, behind shadowy cabals on my podcast, paradox game, Victoria Two. Are you familiar with this one? No. Okay. One of the so Victoria Two is like. The Victorian age, right. it's a lot about government and war and policy and colonialism, blah, 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 blah. But one of the random events that has a chance of firing every given amount of time is some uh – you're you're moving away from me. Is no, this I'm to, not. Is this to avoid sound bleed? Is that what uh, you're doing?
1: A little. Don't worry about it.
0: Okay. So – there's a bus outside. Yeah, they see us. Um, so the oh, that that's so distracted me. Hang on a second. Let me put my thoughts back. Yeah, right. uh, you're talking about Victoria, too. Yes. Um, when that event fires, it's it's about one of these like politically motivated groups that will hang out in one of your provinces and start changing the minds of the people in it. And if it's a, I think is if it's a socialist oriented group the button you click to orient government policy away from that just reads shadowy cabals in my insert province here. Hmm. Anyway, I think it's funny. So those are our two rules. Okay. Conspiracy theories Uh, have been around as long as we've uh, had the ability to communicate with each other, I'm pretty sure. I mean, as as long as there have been civilizations on the planet or even just like local farms, there have probably been local rumors and – ideas discussed in hushed terms from person to person about did you hear about that no i heard it wasn't x it was y well i heard it was even maybe z well
1: well, what do you think would differentiate a conspiracy from a rumor or a gossip
0: do you think that there's a meaningful distinction
1: i think there ought to be um otherwise there wouldn't be two separate words
0: well they're two separate words but i don't know i mean i think we have license to sort of redefine things I think that it's it's little more than a difference in degree, right? I mean, I don't know if there's like a qualitative – yes, qualitative difference between a conspiracy and like a local rumor. It's just sort of the scale on which it sort of – maybe the development level that it has. I don't okay. know, man. I mean, what right, do you think? It's
1: on like a national scale. I think it has to do with governance, which is to say conspiracies are rumors about governance and what goes on um, some or something going on that's counter to what – uh the governing body says is going
0: on you know that is a really good point because now that i think about it most conspiracy theories tend to have to do with some government entity or if it doesn't have to do with government entities it has to do with controlling those government entities right like bilderberg group or reptile people yeah which is
1: a shadow government
0: yeah so also have to take a drink for the two or whatever examples This is good. This is delicious, what you've made for us. Um, but, you know, I kind of want to talk about there, there are a few things that I think make conspiracies really popular. And one of the things that I came up with when I was thinking about that was it strikes me that conspiracy theories are they're, – they're supportive of maybe even fetishistic of common sense. And that may seem strange at first blush but one of the most undying one of the most utterly resilient conspiracy theories out there is um flat earth theory okay right so yeah and if you look at the people there is like like bob right that rapper is out there being like, oh, the world's flat, people. I didn't want to believe it either. He's, like, tweeting this. And um, at one point I heard Shaquille O'Neal was, like, out there being like, when I drive from California to Florida, it feels flat to me. The world's flat. Like, just – but but what is – like, <laughs> I mean, this is one of those, like, literally Bob uh, – B-O-B, Bobby Ray's argument is no matter how high up you go, if you look at the horizon, it's always at eye level. Is his argument for why the world is flat? But that's what the horizon is. Right. No, of course, there's like good, reasonable, logical arguments for all these yeah. things. But it strikes me that this is one of those examples where it's one of those things where a conspiracy theory seems to gain in strength and popularity by how much of it you can argue by just saying, I mean, open your eyes. It's right in front of you. Isn't it obvious? Like the dumbest version of your the most common sense, like down to earth, no consideration that you can put into it mm-hmm. supports basically the the conspiracy theory, right? Right. So okay, so so you brought up right before the show started, and I want to talk about this more, Alex Jones, okay, who is just a fount a font of yeah. conspiracy. What what was <laughs> he thinks you go ahead and say it oh um, yeah that the water is turning frogs gay yes obama has put something
1: in the water that makes the frogs right gay. and his basis for this is that there's some chemical coming from uh industrial fertilizers and or pesticides um it's kind of weird to call those industrial because it's agricultural but yeah Sort of on an industrial scale. Anyways, there's some, there's something in those um, fertilizers and or pesticides that can change the gender, like the biological, not even gender, the biological sex of the frogs um, and turn male frogs female.
0: That's uh, not turning frogs gay.
1: Yeah, see, well, but Alex Jones. <laughs> he doesn't understand that. He, he just says, um, yeah, that the water's turning frogs gay. But then he also doesn't think that regulations are necessary.
0: Well, like I was joking, with the regulations are turning the frogs gay. I mean, is this an example, do you think, of, like, in Alex Jones' addled mind? It's like, well... <laughs> I don't want to insult Alex Jones
1: too much, because I want him to be a guest on our show.
0: Oh, well, he is <laughs> he is local. He <laughs> Wait, a, really? Dude, he lives in Austin. Oh, shit, we need he to send po- him he cast invitation. From dude, he went to... uh I was actually reading about this, because I couldn't believe it. He went to ACC. Uh-huh. And studied, like, communications and immediately turned around and was like, I'm starting my show. And he's just here. And I've seen some – because I went and I watched, the like, the best of clips of, like, Alex Jones. And he'll do – he'll say things. He's like, here in Austin, Texas, we're uh, – you know, I, I don't need no – you know, like, shit like that. And <laughs> he's literally here, dude. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Uh. He's, he's listening. He's, oh, he's God. Kind of, oh, my God. Can you be. imagine? just all local shows for all we know because we don't listen to his show for all you know you know he's like we're like the newest liberal threat on his no we get a lot more listens if we were the newest liberal threat (laughs) on his radar um no but it is like that's what i think i think that a lot of damn liberal sophists those damn liberal sophists admitted admitted sophists yeah they're admitting that they're destroying the fabric of our society yeah did you hear his rampage where he was like I listen. I was a man. I was a man when I was whatever eighteen. I slept with a hundred women. Like no, I. Didn't. Um, it came up because of that big court thing that he's been battling recently. Oh lord. Anyway, so I think one of the reasons, um yeah, I think one of the reasons why conspiracies get a lot of support, the the ones that are most popular, is because you know it's based on simpleton logic. And I don't. Oh, that's mean. That's really rude to say. I don't know about simpleton logic. It's it's based on really common everyday you don't need any tremendous experience in any category of life to believe the logic set forward by the conspiracy or at least you don't at first do you kind of see what i mean um can
1: you explain it a bit more
0: so i think what i mean is like flat earth for example yeah the first thing that like gets you interested is things like do you notice that the world is really flat and it doesn't ever seem like there's a curvature. And even if you get to the highest points, there doesn't look like there's a curvature. Right. And then you might be like, huh, yeah, I guess I have noticed that. Is that, you know, counter to regular, you know, normal scientific theory? And they'll, they'll argue, yes, it is. And then they'll probably say like, well, if you look at this, you'll see why, you know, uh, air uh airplane paths, flight paths don't look right or something like that. They'll come up with something. Mm -hmm. Because I think it is actually true that even if you plot it over a globe, it doesn't look like it's following normal. Yeah. Um and then they might be a little bit more interested. And they're like, okay, these are two things that the first thing I really understand. The second thing I kind of understand. And then I think is when they start getting you into whole like, okay, now you have to understand that everyone's lying to you and you can't trust the government and we're going to explain to you all of these things that are of questionable scientific origin only because the scientific community is in cahoots to keep the truth from you. And if you believe if you're willing to believe that, you're basically done, hook line and sinker, right? Mhm. So it's basically, you see what I mean? Like yeah. it targets simple logic or right. like really basic understanding of reality and it just sort of flows from there.
1: Yeah. And to add on to that, I'd like to say that usually the defense for um conspiracies is that they require proving a negative, which is kind yeah. of impossible. Like prove that lizard people don't control our government, Chris. No, it's a good point. Yeah. It's a you, very good point. You really can't prove that lizard people don't um control our government.
0: So why do you think conspiracies like we need to take like four drinks actually yeah. right now, because we're breaking our rules What was that second rule? Uh the second one was if if either one of us mentioned something the other hasn't heard of. We oh, might we think. might get there. Who knows? Yeah. There's so many conspiracies out there. Um okay, why do you think cuz I do agree with you. And I think that's that's one of my favorite things because what's that old adage of logic <clears throat> that which can be asserted without uh evidence can be um dismissed without evidence? I guess. Someone said that.
1: Yeah, I I haven't heard of that before.
0: I, I think it's comparable to the teacup orb- orbiting mars thing yeah right which is okay we just took a drink we just took a drink um the teacup orbiting mars thing is <clears throat> actually not even a conspiracy it's this logic argument that was made like back in the days a pretty simple telescopic technology and somebody was like I think it was just one of those things, and I think it might have been uh, part of sort of a religion debate, where the argument was: "Listen, you can, you can't just assert things by saying you can't disprove it, because you can't disprove a lot of things. Like I think there's a teacup, a like perfectly formed teacup with Earl Grey tea in it, filled to the brim, and it's orbiting Mars. Okay, prove me wrong. Well, you can't do it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of one of those. Well, at least based on the technology. we're
1: technologically limited." to do that and and the same way you know we can't prove that lizard people aren't controlling the uh the u.s government or this world globalist government that uh alex jones seems to hate
0: <laughs> the globalists are coming for you yeah <laughs> don't you love his like his pharmaceuticals that he sells <laughs> have you seen this no i think i'm like way too educated about Alex. no jones. i really
1: don't know that i can't watch him
0: I, I think it's because I was watching this guy. I'll shout out. I'll shout um, out someone whose content I enjoy. Um, it's called Internet Comment Etiquette. Okay, is the name of this this guy's YouTube account, and he did an episode on Alex Jones. And his entire thing is he just watches. Okay, it's it's kind of dumb. It almost rises to the level of reactions too. Yeah. But what he does is like collects a bunch of YouTube videos on a particular subject, plays clips of them that are just like roll on the floor funny mm-hmm. and his addition is that he will leave them really brutal internet like comments on their YouTube page I don't know why it's as funny to me as it is but it really is that funny and one of his episodes was Alex Jones and okay. one of the things was like him like it was like like snap uh cut what is that called editing technique where you just like one clip and then the next smash cut Like It was like Alex Jones ranting about literally the frogs are gay, smash cut to, you know, this this blocker will prevent the government from reading your brainwaves. I take it every morning, and I've got more energy than I've ever had before. Oh, Lord. And it's like, you know, like he's – I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So why do you think that the moon landing didn't happen is as popular of a conspiracy theory as it is? Um, Because my grandpa doesn't think Americans Landed on the Moon. He's got like some box set of developers' cuts of documentaries proving it, he thinks. (laughs) And he's got like photo technicians who will examine pictures and be like, the angle of this light is incorrect for the placement of the sun.
1: the ones, the ones (laughs) I've heard, you know, well, who was filming it? Uh. (laughs) Answer that one,
0: Spielberg.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or wait, wait, wait. Kubrick. Stanley that, Kubrick.
0: You're right. That's who they say. Yeah, yes. that's who they claim it was. That's um, so funny. Yeah. What do you think? So
1: why do I think it? Um number one, it's it's hard to prove that the moon landing happened. Um in, in the sense, or it's hard to prove that it wasn't staged, rather. Um I guess that's true. So like it's it's a durable conspiracy theory, and that helps. Um <sighs> I guess part of it is it doesn't really change a facet of your life believing if you believe that the moon landing happened or didn't, and that's part of it. Um, so one of the things I think makes conspiracy theories popular is that they they make people feel smart. Like, haha, you know, these people who've staged the moon landing didn't outwit me. You know, I outwitted them because I know the real truth.
0: Oh, you think it might be some sort of intellectual, um, jealousy almost, or
1: I wouldn't, I mean, here's the thing is I know plenty of smart people who get caught up in conspiracy theories too. I don't think it's okay. Uh, has a ton of bearing on your intellectual ability. Um, so I wouldn't say it's intellectual jealousy, but maybe one of the things that draws people to conspiracies is a need for intellectual superiority. Okay. Um, at least a need for feeling like that, like feeling that you weren't outwitted, you so know, like you aren't a part of the sheeple.
0: Okay. That actually is a very good point. Cause I was just thinking like, yeah, it might just be that you, you don't feel like you're part of the larger group. There's something that makes you special. And one yes. of the things that makes you special is that you realize the government is lying to you about whatever.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I'm remembering, um, a couple years back. Uh, I tried starting one of those Facebook trends. It didn't work that well. Okay. But, um, it was just turn your profile picture upside down. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, for fun, you know. Just figured, well, I'll just, you know. Yeah, and what, the way one of my friends advertised it was, um, just wake up people, wake up sheeple, or hashtag wake up sheeple, (laughs) and then hashtag topsy turvy.
0: One of my favorite... Like, and he
1: still has his profile picture upside down.
0: This was like a couple of years ago? Yeah. Has he changed picture but kept it no. upside... That's amazing. Not a very active Facebooker, I guess.
1: Not all that active, no.
0: Eh, two years is a long time. It was I guess,
1: it was prior to law school, but I think it was my senior year.
0: Then that could be even longer. Yeah, wow. so two and a half. That's intense. It like
1: It's coming on three years.
0: I guess when you've struck gold... With yeah. your upside-down Facebook like why, why ever change that, right? Right. That's amazing. One of my favorite things, like recent trends, like good on you next generation of Facebook kids. One of my favorite things y'all have done is how utterly hilarious it is. The new like social media trends of just like posting absolute nonsense for the sake of it being nonsense or posting hashtags that don't make any sense or like – I'm trying to think of like a good example of it. 'Cause there is some funny shit all over Facebook these days. I don't know. I appreciate it. Good job, next generation. You guys are right. killing it in the memes game. Also how popular memes have gotten. The meme economy, that's my favorite yeah. conspiracy. I oh,
1: don't know, the the meme conspiracy in general. What's,
0: that, what do you think is your favorite conspiracy? Do you have one? I was
1: waiting for this question. Yeah. Um in terms of sheer ridiculousness, uh the yeah. time cube. Okay. Which is that um I've never heard of this. Yeah and i'm going to take a drink cuz i'm mentioning something so it's this website i think it's called like timecubed.com to- or some some ridiculous shit okay um and like i have no fucking idea what it's about uh because like i, I just can't comprehend it but it's it's like earth occupies four different time quadrants or some <laughs> shit it's just Sheerly okay. like it's Star Trek Techno Babble basically <laughs> um someone's spouting off a conspiracy about that so it's just for in terms of sheer ridiculousness that's got to be uh my favorite
0: Do you know anything else about it I'm so fascinated
1: You can visit the website this I'm not a shill <laughs> I'm not a shill This is crazy you like guys time wouldn't time even believe it www <laughs> Or some shit like that.
0: (laughs) Like, share, and subscribe. I can't even believe it's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's wild, man.
1: Uh, That's wild.
0: I don't know. So what's yours? I don't know if I... You know what? I think I was going to come into this conversation, and I think my prepared answer was either going to be how developed and how far up its own ass the Flat Earth Movement is, Uh because... Okay, I heard this about flat earthers one time and i love this this idea because it reminded me of something else and i'll let you guess what it reminds me of the argument was here's the thing about flat earth they used to have a lot more room to maneuver because there was a lot less information out there but the more information comes out the further into a corner they sort of get backed but the thing is as long as there's a little bit out there as long as there are just the tiniest shadows that aren't completely explained, elucidated, and fully understood by the the scientific community, you can just sit there and say, well, we don't know, right? We don't know. It could be. It could be. And as long as you have that little place to hide, you can believe incredible things about the whole structuring of reality. What do you think that reminds me of?
1: Uh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank here.
0: It reminds me a lot of the classical... Uh, the the evolution of classical religion into the modern world. Oh, yeah? Because what did it, it used to be, right? Oh,
1: like like the God in the gaps.
0: Uh, exactly right. God in the yeah. gaps. Exactly right. Okay. Uh, you know, for the listener, it's so easy when you have very little scientific understanding to just say, well, God does everything and uh, whether he does things consistently or not is based on whether or not uh, you are favored or, you know, whatever. Right. And... As science begins to sort of corral nature into predictable paths, you have fewer and fewer places where you can argue that God is directly intervening. Until at a sort of end stage, like today, you kind of have to find these really, really narrow conditions in which, basically because science hasn't gotten there yet, you just say, well, I, you know, I, I think God was involved in that. Yeah. You know.
1: Although, if you're one of those determinists and you think God created the universe, then... Um, you can reconcile, reconcile the two and not say that God's in the gaps, but God created everything so that it would go down this specific path. And I
0: think if you do that, you know. Yeah. Because but that's the...
1: not, that's not the God in the gaps. That's no. just a different type of. Different thing. And yeah. I think
0: if you do that in the sort of way I do that, I think you end up with a, uh, a definition of God that is antithetical to classical religion. Because at a certain point you're describing like a careless, you know, clockworker, or even just not even an entity, just like circumstances.
1: Well, I would say he doesn't even need to be that because what's the difference between him deciding in real time and him deciding ahead of time if he already knows what's going to happen? Okay.
0: If you hold on to that theory yeah. of, a, of a creator, I guess then – I
1: mean I don't but this No, is... but you're exactly yeah. right.
0: I think I was just uh, narrowly constrained within my own – understanding of it that's just not the way i would describe right. my sort of uh instancing of the universe but it's a good point yeah. you can say god figured everything out ahead of time it isn't making any decisions now in fact i'm pretty sure that's what the um yeah. calvinists think
1: you know god god knows ahead of time that you're going to pray for this thing so he designed the universe so with that after you pray your prayers will be answered
0: or that there would be a uh coming together in circumstances yeah. of you praying and things happening yeah no yeah. i think that's i think that's what calvinism actually is really i don't know anything about calvinism you know what i think i that have it's... a friend named calvin but he's Mormon. <laughs> calvinism was one of those offshoot those those sort of first stumbling steps into sectarianism that came out of the lutheran uh uprisings okay and john calvin okay this is what i was taught in school and I – okay, this is a great example because this is me thinking I'm cleverer than people, mm-hmm. which is a total absurdity. Yeah. But – uh so the way I was taught in school was John Calvin thought that there were ordained people – you didn't know who they were – who would end up in heaven. Mm. And because people were already ordained to end up in heaven and you didn't know who they were, your life was basically to be spent seeking out and determining who those people were. And sort of good luck to you. So Calvinist society – and by the way, one of the things he said was like a way to tell a person was a preordained person was that they were likely to be doing good works. So it was sort of this like uh, terror-stricken societies is the way that they would be described to me in school of people who were like freaking out all the time like, is that person ordained? Am I ordained? I don't know. Who knows if anyone's ordained? I better do some good works because maybe then I'll be ordained. But then again, it doesn't mean that I am ordained. It just maybe means that I thought that I would, you know, it's like this basically terrorizing themselves with determinism because yeah. they weren't able to tell, like, does it matter? Does anything we do matter? And the evolution of the idea was didn't. I don't think that's what John Calvin meant. I think what he meant is what you just described, which was that, okay, if you have an omniscient God, How would he not know ahead of time everything that's going to happen? Ergo, he must know who's going to heaven ahead of time or not. Right. That being said, people who are going to heaven are going to deserve it. So God already knows ahead of time the people who will go to heaven because he knows that those people will do good works and other things that will make them deserve to go to heaven. But the way it was interpreted by the flock was, uh, oh shit, you know, God doesn't, you know. God doesn't care about my works. God just has these select people, and who knows if I'm going to be in them. Okay. Anyway, that's how So, um,
1: I'm, I'm starting to get thirsty. Let's talk more about conspiracies. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all right.
0: A, this is a tangent-laden show, is yeah. what this is.
1: Well, to be fair, that's kind of what it's about, though. Um oh, that's fair. So, I want to talk about a conspiracy, and that's the uh, Ancient Aliens conspiracy. I love this because, one. Because, um... <laughs> I think that's one of the most aliens. popular. Yeah. Um, certainly. And I have a lot of history with it because my my dad and brother loved the show. Um on it's the a, History Channel. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. It's well made. Um it has all the makings of conspiracy like indoctrination. Um because it's it it keeps asking these questions, you know, how can you prove that aliens weren't at Plymouth, um, Rock, which, shoot, you're not a South Park fan, are you?
0: I, you know what, I've tried.
1: I know, we've had this discussion before, but there's a, there's an Ancient Aliens episode of South Park. Okay. And it mixes with, um, the Thor movie from the Marvel Universe. Okay. And it's, you know, we're aliens at Plymouth Rock, or something, for the first Thanksgiving, but, uh, which is why I said the aliens at Plymouth Rock thing, but anyways um yeah my my family loved it. I think my dad liked it just to troll me, and I only realized that recently um because i was I was skeptical about the whole thing, okay, in general, but like I think he just kind of had fun with it. um my brother, on the other hand, really fucking believes in it. The other day, um a few months ago he he called me up and he was like, "Doug." I hear that you don't believe in ancient
0: aliens. (laughs) He hears this.
1: Yeah, like he straight up called me to argue on the point. And my brother doesn't call me that much. (laughs) But he calls me just to argue with me on that point.
0: I'm trying to imagine calling my little brother just to mess with him about, like,
1: a conspiracy. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, how uh, how come the Nazca lines exist? Oh I'm God. like, well, you know, Ray, back before people had television, they got really bored. And these fun people would be like, hey, let's just conga line all over the desert and make these pretty neat animals.
0: You and know? they have religious motivation.
1: Yeah, they're artists. They yeah. have skill. Um Shoot, I had this argument with my dad before, too. But it's like, just because someone has more skill than you doesn't make it inconceivable that they have more skill than you.
0: So do you think that that's like that sort of reminds me of like and by the way I have two other things yeah uh, for later in the show that I think draws people to conspiracies but that reminds me of my first point right that um you know people just are very uncomfortable with the idea that somebody is is that much more capable than they can imagine themselves being
1: yeah that was something my dad had problem with because he went to art school um he had he had decent experience with sculpting and other things and he saw some of the marble sculptures from uh. I forget who the artist was, but, um, fantastic sculptor. Um, he made this, he made this sculpture out of marble of this guy with like a fishing net, Mm. or it was, it was either a fisher or a gladiator, one of the gladiators with the nets and the tridents. Um, and my dad was like, you know, no way anyone could do this. He must've, he must've had some sort of, special knowledge that made him capable of making marble like this because marble structure doesn't hold itself like that.
0: Did he think aliens gave that man that knowledge?
1: Well, he thought the guy was an alien or some shit. Oh, he is an know. alien. But it's like what I, what I told him number one is that uh, today we're not that much smarter than our ancestors. We're just more knowledgeable. Um, Which is to say we have more technology and we have Wikipedia. No, I think you're right. So, There's so we know a lot more trivia Um, but we're not necessarily more intelligent than people one, two, three thousand years before us. Like evolution doesn't occur that quickly. I agree. Um, and then the other thing was that since, you know, in a thousand years, like you can pick the best musician to exist in the last thousand years and he's going to be tons better than if you consider, you know, the best musician in the last 30 years, just because you're amount of time is different um for deciding. And maybe you know, the best musician in the last thousand years wasn't the last thirty years. But um I I don't believe that. I think it's Mozart. But uh
0: Hey man, I mean yeah I, to some you know in one way whatever if what you're saying is true, it could be a random instant instancing of anything within right. the last thousand years. So yeah, it could be the last yeah. thirty years. But like your just it?
1: your sample size is so much greater. I think you're right. Yeah.
0: I think you're absolutely right. Also, we have to remember that – what's that statistic? More people are alive today than ever have lived. Yeah. So –
1: I don't know if that's true or not. hmm. But –
0: But we do have to consider – There's a
1: lot more people alive today than there were 200 years prior. So,
0: in fact, the random instancing really will be less – associated yeah. with time and more like this ridiculous bell curve that starts today and tails off into the distant past.
1: Right. But those are those are usually my answers to um ancient aliens is that, you know, these people generally had, you know, the people who made the Nazca lines or the people who made um what what are some of the other uh big thing pyramids, aliens. pyramids. Um, there's yeah, those, the pyramids there's those Holy
0: flat to- flat top mountains in South America that people yeah. think were landing pads
1: yeah that that was also near the nazca lines there was like puma pookduo there was a lot of stuff on stonework yeah um you know i think i watched stonework. all those episodes where yeah. it was
0: like how could they have fit these rocks how could stonehenge because these rocks were origin yeah like thousands of miles you know whatever it's like don't be.
1: don't underestimate the ability and boredom of ancient people so
0: actually let me bring up uh, another conspiracy theory ethnic conspiracies so one of the things that comes up with like the pyramids uh especially mm. is yes drink It comes up a lot, and actually, this is going to be a good segue into my second point of why I think conspiracies become so popular. There's a lot of people today think to themselves, or they don't think to themselves, they post it all over the internet, is everybody who thinks the pyramids were built by aliens is really just expressing their core belief that black people couldn't have possibly amounted to the level of civilization required to stack rocks.
1: I mean, that's not even. Oh, boy god no okay i understand hang on because the ancient alien believers will be like well how come there were pyramids in egypt and in mesoamerica
0: okay that's a good point i don't think that that the people i'm talking about are directly attacking the similarities between ziggurats and pyramids and even like the temples of like angkor wat I think yeah. in Thailand, I only know that if I got that right, and I probably didn't, I only know it because my parents are going to visit in like a couple of months. It's
1: okay. We could pronounce Kachasa. kishasa
0: Oh, you, I think you almost had it right that kishasa. first time. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I mean, that's a good point. But I think what they're attacking is like when people say they couldn't have possibly built the pyramids, how are they so tall? How are they so smooth? How are, how are, they, are still they so there? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that to that, people say, well, you're just racist.
1: Right. And,
0: and by the way, I want to add to that. That's not the only one. Because people will fight each other tooth and nail about what Carthaginians looked like. Have you seen this one? No. People – because, of course, Carthage, ancient Carthage, old enemy of the Romans, mm-hmm. was a colony of Phoenicia. Right. And presumably – I don't know. I guess the people would have looked like that, so Arabic or yeah. Levantine. I don't know. Original like the
1: people who don't think Jesus looked what would be described as Arabic now.
0: Yeah. But then of course, you know, that their thing is like, well, you're in Carthage, so a lot of it would be black Africans. So people will get into unbelievable tirades at each other about the conspiracies of what did Carthaginians look like? Because it's terribly important to a lot of people
1: it's like these people have never heard of mansa musa before
0: like me (laughs) what (laughs) the heck are you Uh, saying he was
1: he was a sub-saharan i believe he was sub-saharan um i might be getting my history wrong but he was a sub-saharan african lord who brought who was who came from a fairly developed uh culture fairly developed place at the time and he brought this was in ancient times i think it was prior to roman Mm -hmm. era okay and he traveled um to the middle east from sub-saharan africa and he brought so much gold with him that he absolutely ruined like every all the economies in the middle east wait was
0: this the man that people say was the richest person of all history yes he was the lord of timbuktu timbuktu
1: yeah okay mansa musa
0: was Tim, is Tim mm, was Timbuktu in like the Malian Empire area? I don't know
1: that. Okay.
0: Cuz I do know um, that yeah. there was Timbuktu and I know that Mali amassed a substantial amount right. of civilization and fortune at some point in history. Yeah. Yes. And
1: Ethiopia avoided colonization.
0: But I guess what I mean to say by this is that yeah. there are people who absolutely right.
1: believe that will
0: not accept that ex-civilization in this case yeah in carthage. this case carthage but there are definitely other yeah. ones they will either not accept that it could have possibly been black or not right. accept that it could have possibly not been black and it's all about your your view of the world which is why i now segue into part two of why i think conspiracies are popular which is in most cases they help you to avoid accepting the reality of a thing you don't like
1: well, we've already talked about this
0: yeah, to some extent.
1: Yeah, I think in the in the second episode of this podcast. Okay, fair point. But, uh, I mean, but I'm but I think to it revisit. You know, story. it's
0: it's just one of those things where you consider that. Okay, one of the things that people say about Area 51, for example, mm-hmm. besides you know, in response to oh, you know, the aliens provided us with all this technology, including right. Kevlar. Telecommunications, uh microchips, everything that got us into space, you know, blah 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 blah. And then some people will come back and say, you know, a woman invented Kevlar and she was one of the first really important inventors in American history. And it leads you to ask questions like interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, just just based on the circumstances, right? You just think to yourself, well, okay. So then people Do people think that the government were conspiring to create a female inventor? Like, you know, it's one of those things where you really wonder, like, I don't know if it's a beautiful counterpoint or something to conspiracy theorists, but there are often intersections between what might be considered big leaps for something and where people will draw a line and say, that didn't really happen, I'm being lied to. Right. and So – it's like you said earlier, a lot of it is regulation-related.
1: Yeah, so um, there's this XKCD comic uh, that's about playing conspiracy theories against each other. And the one he uses, or the two he uses, is um, Jet Fuel Doesn't Melt Steel Beams.
0: Okay. I'll also, we have to drink for Area 51.
1: Um, To which the counterpoint... Was that, well, maybe jet fuel doesn't do it, but what about all the chemtrails and the chemicals they use for the chemtrails? Chemtrails. I bet you that stuff melts steel beams. Chemtrails. Yeah. So I think...
0: You know, by the way, this this bears mentioning. Going back through listening to our episodes...
1: Mm -hmm. Something I still haven't done.
0: Right. Good thing I do. Because one of the things that stood out to me is, to you and I, and maybe our guest, it makes sense... But to our listener, a lot of the time, one of us will just repeat what the other one has said, and then we'll go silent for a second. That means we're taking a drink.
1: Oh, yeah. This,
0: this happens very regularly because when we get into the swing of the episode, we'll kind of be like – somebody will just like announce something really proudly, usually me, almost exclusively me. Right. I'll sound like an idiot. I'll start like the sing-songing executive. it or whatever. Well, yeah, <laughs> call back to the previous show. But just so you know, that's what we're doing. Anyway, please continue.
1: Yeah, um, so... Shoot, there's there's that XKCD comic. I, I feel like um, that's part of what you were getting at, is that sometimes conspiracies don't mesh very well um, with each other.
0: Okay, fair enough. I don't know if... Do you think that conspiracy theorists generally pick their favorite, or do they have several?
1: That's a good question. Um... I I feel like that's not something to just guess because I feel like that's something you pull conspiracy theorists about.
0: Well, good thing this is a sophistry show where yeah, we I admit forgot. that we have no information. I forgot.
1: It. I feel like why would you just stop at one? Like it's like the Lay's um, the Lay's chips thing, but you can't just eat one.
0: Okay, let's continue the metaphor because the thing about Lay's chips is. You eat one, and then you keep eating more Lay's. So the question is: well, I mean, Do what conspiracy am I theorists do, just let them
1: go stale? Like, I bought a bag of full of chips. I didn't just buy one chip. The way
0: you're continuing this metaphor is continuing to help the point I'm about to make. Okay. Do these people just adopt conspiracies that support the conspiracy that they already believe in? So, flat Earth, for example. Right. Here's one of my favorite things, and I know we'll take a drink in a second. Yeah. One of the things that they say is. Antarctica is not a like, place at the bottom of the map. Yeah, It is the surrounding borders of the map. It exists right. infinitely in every direction from the great 150-foot wall. And they
1: built a wall to keep us from the White Walkers. So
0: I think that... The <laughs> okay, fair enough. I didn't realize that's where you were going. <laughs> that's brilliant. Apparently, the 150-foot-tall wall that exists in the flat Earth reality is just... Naturally, there and no one knows what's beyond it. It might be infinite, just Earth, but it's all Antarctica forever, mm-hmm. or it might just drop off into I don't know, they haven't really gotten that far. But when the question comes up, well, if there is a flat Earth, okay, conspiracy one, then why hasn't anyone ever attempted to prove this by reaching the end of the world and just submitting their findings? Okay, so there are two possible supporting conspiracies. One, They won't let you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we should discuss they in a little bit. Oh, absolutely. They is
1: the key component to uh, conspiracies.
0: Or two, the Earth's magnetic field wipes your memory as you approach the Great Wall and leaves many people wandering around confused at the edge of the Earth, which allows them to just send you home and then you're a mental patient. Mm-hmm. And if you really want the truth, and this is what's beautiful. Okay, we'll take our drink now. Three drinks because I mentioned three. Yeah. What's beautiful about this is now. Guess who's the font of all knowledge? Who? Insane people. <laughs> <laughs> because the entire the entirety yeah. of those both those two conspiracies that support say the government collects people who have seen the truth declares them crazy and puts them in asylums
1: okay all right (laughs) yeah okay so batman is the enemy of the truth
0: dude have you seen uh we talk about video games occasionally we do all the time the most recently
1: we should get a subscription or a so a sponsorship from paradox with as much as we talk as much, much as we talk
0: about their products yeah yeah
1: at least get all the dlc for free because holy shit fuck them
0: sometimes. dude dude okay full disclosure yeah. like for you're right and yeah. the thing is most recently the situation is completely out of hand Have mm-hmm. if you heard this new like restructuring of prices thing that they're doing no they're like going country to country and basically bumping prices because of purchasing power of relative populations—that's some bullshit. Yes, it is, and they're like systematically uh, going through and like, depending upon the currency used. Um, okay, great example. I've heard and that in some places,
1: those socialist fucks, those
0: socialist Swedish fucks, <laughs> yeah, trying purchasing to make a buck power. off of my misery. Purchasing power. I don't what is know that, what, that, what does is? that even mean <laughs> <laughs> You know what? <laughs> this is a conspiracy. A this is a conspiracy. That
1: deserves a drink.
0: No, they they are actually getting completely destroyed right now in the court of public opinion. I mean, like their own subreddit yes. is currently like up in arms. Like uh yeah. <laughs> somebody was joking. Actually, it might have been done. Somebody was joking that they should replace the image that is like the the forum image with the anarchist rebel Symbol. (laughs) Anyway, you know what I mean because that's that's a problem in every single game. Um, but different game, uh, different developer. Uh, I think it was Marvel versus. It's like the latest Marvel versus DC game. It's very new. Yeah. And in that game, um, completely unbeknownst to the player, like things that happen in between games. Uh Superman just went ahead and like murdered Joker.
1: Oh, Injustice 2. Thank you. Injustice yeah, well, 2. Well, there's there's a comic series. Um And
0: you're you they yeah. rely upon you actually having read it. Yeah, which yes.
1: to be fair, I've I've read it. I've only read a few comic series. It's interesting, I guess. I bet
0: it is because it's it's one of those like
1: Yeah, cuz okay, what the, do they call this? Between, the the premise behind Injustice 2 is that Superman finally snaps and decides to go full authoritarian with his powers. Yes. Regime. Um, Yeah. And, and to create a regime of like, you know, I'm going to just kill every criminal. So crime doesn't exist. You know, the, the death
0: stop crime before it happens.
1: Yeah. The, the death note plan. Yes. So, um, that's, that's the idea behind it. And then, um, the reason why, you know, Batman is able to do a fist fight with Superman is because in the comics, um, they have, like, some pill that effectively can raise people to Superman status.
0: Oh, I would have thought that he just, like, imbued his gauntlets with... With kryptonite? Exactly.
1: Yeah, no, there's, there's like, a pill that gives people Supermanish. powers. Okay, what is
0: the new thing they've come up with? Red something. I don't know. It's in the game. They have Superman imprisoned in a red blank, uh, field. Oh, that...
1: well, like... See, it, it, here's the thing, is I'm not huge on comics. Okay. Fair um enough. I've I've only read a few. Um but I think one of the things on Superman is like the only reason he's super strong is because this is a yellow star. Um, the sun. So like if ah. he's in a if he's in a red star like what uh, Krypton uh, the planet was on, um, then he only has normal human ish powers.
0: You know, I always thought it was really fascinating the idea that people are weak because of where they like they're on their home world but when they yeah. leave they're suddenly ama- like because that's almost the implication behind the whole kryptonian thing isn't it yeah that you leave a planet and you're like oh shit like it's all falling apart then you go to a new planet and you suddenly discover that you're actually immensely powerful
1: yeah and it's not that everyone on krypton was like superman level it's that they were human level while they were on that planet but right then- for some reason, they have like this photosynthesis thing going on.
0: I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think it's
1: really contrived. But yes, that's like every is, comic. But book. it's a comic book. Yeah. I mean, what can you do? The yeah. whole
0: idea is that it should be contrived. I mean,
1: C is, C is for comic. C is for contrived. I <laughs> agreed.
0: I will accept a lot uh, as long as what's going on is interesting. Yeah. Um, have you seen Wonder Woman yet? No. It's Zack Snyder, isn't it?
1: Is it? Wait, really? I thought it. (laughs) Maybe
0: somebody was just comparing it to Zack Snyder. Like I I know the director. Is Is Zack Snyder a director? Yeah. Okay, I know it's not him directing. I (laughs) I know he's not directing. I know that. Maybe it's just that people have compared it to Zack Snyder because I know it's a female director, um, and I can't remember her name. Yeah, and I'm hopeful.
1: Only good. DC movie in the last few years
0: And the immediate thing that people said to that Was Sucks for the Batman movies, right? <laughs> yeah I love the Batman movies
1: Do you love the Superman versus Batman? No See, that's what I mean by the recent years since Oh, Dark recent recent,
0: super recent
1: Yeah, since Dark Knight Rises
0: I think that right now In this moment, yeah. having not seen Wonder Woman Which I hear is Amazing. Yeah. Having not seen the new Spider-Man movie, right? Wait, uh, is that out? No. Okay. Not yet. I think Uh, I because I I cannot
1: wait to see that one. I would love it.
0: But there are a lot of movies out right now. I didn't know were out yet, and I'm really embarrassed about it because I haven't Mm -hmm. seen them yet. Um, dude, I I'm almost down to do like a movie review podcast. Anyway, um,
1: when we graduate from Southas Symposium.
0: Or just at the same time. Um, uh, I would say probably favorite movie that has superhero stuff.
1: Right. Nothing to do with conspiracies here, guys. We are not a consistent podcast. We're
0: going to get there in a minute, I promise. <laughs> yeah. I promise we will.
1: Tie it in, Chris.
0: We're going to tie it in, in a minute. Uh, favorite superhero movie is Winter Soldier. Okay. Second one is probably... There's
1: there's the conspiracy. Fuck. Winter Soldier NSA... Um, shit.
0: We haven't even talked about they yet, actually. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about they. they. Yeah. So
1: in The Winter Soldier, they tried to fuck. Go, Chris. Complete my sentence.
0: Um, I mean, damn, dude. They was the most beautiful thing about the whole movie. I, Dude, I gotta tell you, that was a conspiracy theory. That movie was a conspiracy theory. So beautifully wrapped up, so yeah. relevant, and so so grounded in not only the fundamental precepts of this country but the modern age that i walked out of that movie with a different view of politics than i walked into it with it was that powerful That's impressive. To it was
1: something that's Kind of meant to be a popcorn flick.
0: I walked into The Winter Soldier thinking, you know what? Supervision by the government is probably, at the end of the day, a fair and reasonable reaction to the world that we live in. And ultimately, if you have nothing to hide, then basically, why would you be concerned?
1: Which is still my mindset. I
0: respect that. Because that's what I had, right? Mm -hmm. I came out of that movie thinking, wow, fuck that shit. Because clearly, it is too vulnerable to manipulation by people who have... Power based upon their individual capacity in a limited time frame, especially an emergency time frame, to control others and control through others, everybody, through a mindset and narrative of fear that ends up affecting us all indelibly forever.
1: So, Chris, uh, real quick, are there any conspiracies that you think actually exist? Like, are there any conspiracies that you subscribe to? Oh my
0: God. That's a great question. Um, I was a massive fan of alien conspiracies for a long time. Um, I was hook, line, and sinker for those like flat top mountains and the Nazca lines. Yeah. And I watch, I love, I still love the movie Fourth Kind uh-huh. because I think that it, oh God, I, that
1: movie creeped the, creeped me out. It is.
0: My favorite horror movie because it is the one that most disturbs me. Yeah, honestly,
1: because that, that, that movie is scary as hell. It is honestly like fucking terrifying, and it's one of the few like horror movies. It's not a jump scare movie. It's not a you know look at this horrifying. No, it's scary there, there's thing. this
0: one scene that literally I can't watch. I still can't watch, mm-hmm. and it's they have done the whole movie working on yeah. making you understand the level of vulnerability of everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. it is this just this long single camera shot of literally just the first floor of the house that's it nothing happens it's just the first floor of the house with no movement i can't fucking watch it because of how much they've set up the fear that there is something down there yeah or around there
1: which means it was a fantastic horror movie it's not relying on jump scares dude
0: the hmm the trailers focus so much on that owl, I wish that owl had been more a part of the movie. Yeah. Because, holy shit, the owl thing fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So other than that, is there difference? any conspiracy that I ascribe to? Um yeah. I'm thinking through all the most popular ones, and I am drawing a blank. I think... What do I believe that people are lying to me about? I think... You know as well as I do, and this is probably ever since Zach's episode, that I have such a hard time committing to anything on this show. Okay. Here's my commitment there are many, 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 many times where I am absolutely sure, and not just today, because it's easy today, that the government is straight up like telling us things that they know to not be true. And they probably know that a lot of people will know are not true. But as long as most people think they're true, it's good. It's fine. And I think most of the things that I believe absolutely are military related. Yeah. So like we're liberating ex... No, we're not.
1: Hmm.
0: We're, We're going in there to stop the mistreatment of... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like it would be very difficult for someone to convince me that a lot of the Invasions and quasi-invasions we've had into the sovereign interests of X. Insert X nation here have been in favor of anything else but strategic positioning of our soldiers, um, natural resources, or you know, insert whatever. Just some interest, definitely not related. So, like the Machiavellian. We did
1: the war on terrorism for oil, ish conspiracy. Oil
0: and did you see W?
1: No, I haven't even heard of it.
0: W. Period. Fantastic movie yeah. about the George Bush presidency. Yeah. And George Bush loved it. He came out yeah. and was like, I love it. It's a great movie. It paints him as basically an incompetent fool who went in with the best of intentions and fail, systematically failed to see them realized because his vice president, Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. was like an evil Machiavellian mastermind. Yeah. And there's this fan, amazing scene in the movie where it is before the Iraq invasion. And Dick Cheney is standing there in a room and the Joint Chiefs are in there and he's looking around. And he's like, Mr. President, he shows this map on the wall. And it's a map of all the U.S.'s strategic uh, military bases around the Middle East. And they surround Iran and there is one empty spot and it's Iraq. And he says, Mr. President, we need to remedy this problem. <laughs> and I, I watched that and you know what? To this day – I fucking believe it. I really do. I really believe it. So if you want to say I believe in a conspiracy, that's the one. I, I yeah. think America's military interests in the world have been largely dictated by what's, what Machiavellian reasons will best suit us for the next conflict.
1: All right. What about you? So remember that time we were in Con Law and I was passing, Which one? Um, Con Law 2. The one where Great. we interact. My favorite one. we weren't I, I didn't sit next to you for Conlot one. Yeah. And I um I was passing notes and I passed this to Andrew and then to you. You know. What if we make a conspiracy that Trump is an agent of Russia?
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seems kind
0: of right now. You know yeah. what? Great point because it's beyond, like, to me, that's, like, not even a conspiracy because of how much I believe it.
1: Yeah, so, but that's not my favorite conspiracy. Um, I mean, I kind of go with you on this about the aliens thing. Um, in a sense, this is kind of funny to me because I talked to my brother about denying aliens. Right. Um, but that's only because he believed I was a alien denier. Um Hmm.
0: Well, like, while you think, I'm going to take a drink because of um, Trump is yeah, a Russian agent. I just,
1: I just wanted to mention that real quick. Um, Trump is yeah, because the that's, worst that's actually ever. well, it's under investigation now, so I can't really call it a conspiracy.
0: Well, I mean, until well, I, uh, okay, great point. But yeah. end of the day, what is the difference is unclear.
1: The, the difference is like. Republicans and Democrats agree that the moon landing happened. Um, that is the okay. full, like okay. the full governing body says that the moon landing happened. Um,
0: so in your in your idea of what a conspiracy, what a it's conspiracy makes, it's,
1: it's an idea that the governing body is has lied to you about.
0: Something. They're all lying. The elites are lying.
1: Yeah, and not even well, because the elites govern in a capitalist society. If you believe that sort of political the situation.
0: elites, the elites govern in a capitalist yeah. society, an oligarchical well, society, I mean, an let's, aristocratic let's society. Honest, the
1: definition of elites mean the people who govern. Yeah, so. you're right. Yeah,
0: think about like Bilderberg Group, right? I mean, the idea is right. not even that they are the government, but rather that they control the government.
1: Yeah. So, but the the idea of the conspiracy is that it's. It's a lie. it's unearthing a lie that the governing um body has uh been trying to sell us so you know i i I like to think about um aliens a, a bit um sometimes they scare me. I remember there's this house episode about aliens, oh um, and like the the actual thing that happened was like the kid um was going to be a twin, but he absorbed the other fetus and childbirth and there was some brain defect. But, like, that... that... Oh my
0: god, dude, that literally just caused me to have, like, goosebumps just went up and down in my body. That is one of my favorite most terrifying, um, horror movie situations. Dude, once upon a time I had a dream that I was in that horror movie. Yeah. That my mother had, like, not told me that I had absorbed a twin, and it started haunting me. Oh, shit. I had that nightmare one time, and that is one of those I will never forget. Oh, God. It was fucked, yeah. But yeah,
1: um, you know, I think... I think if I was to believe in a conspiracy theory, I think alien interaction would be one of those that um, the government really wants to keep quiet until they come up with uh, an approach. Okay. My and my thought is that they haven't come up with an approach, but like I don't, I don't believe the conspiracy theorists in a sense because I don't think they have it right either. But my thought is that if if there was alien interaction with the government, that they would probably keep it under wraps until they really knew what they were doing.
0: And I, I hope that you're right. Yeah. Did you see that picture? It was right around, around inauguration day. Okay. And it was a picture of Trump sitting there looking like like his like dumb fucking look that he has on his face when he's uh-huh. sitting in the Oval Office. And it was the caption was like <laughs> when Obama tells you about the aliens and you don't even know like how phones work <laughs> or like something like yeah. really stupid. And it's just the look on his face is just like. <laughs>
1: it's yeah, really so funny. something I've noticed um is that I I browse uh, the Reddit R Politics, which is like the liberal side. And oh I also, yeah, I also browse R Conservative to keep it even, and I have my good complaints. for you. I have my good complaints about R Conservative. My number one complaint is that all they all they post is basically the opposite of um, R Politics. But which I respect what you're straw doing. Straw man things. Yeah. My number two complaint is that on the suggested subreddits on the side, they have the red pill um oh. which immediately makes me discredit them. Uh and that really should be my number one complaint.
0: No. But no. I didn't I didn't because notice Because you don't that. have you don't have to interact with the red pill. Yeah,
1: but I didn't notice that number one and number two they have our politics also on the side yeah. so like maybe they're just, you know, this is a All notable sub
0: politically motivated subreddits Yeah, up, yeah, whatever, man. But, well, I applaud you. Good for you looking right. for that other side But strategy. I
1: have I have that Um, because the, the articles they post are shit, but sometimes the, the comments have decent, um, interaction going and it's like, you know, well, you think this, but why do you support a party who doesn't think that is, is always my question for the, are conservatives? I don't post because they don't let me post, which is kind of like when we were talking about tribalism and I was talking about isolationism at the end, that's kind of the, uh, you know, the what I was saying was the bad thing sure. was that if you don't allow um some of the pe- interaction in your tribe then things go sour. Mm-hmm. But uh shoot, what was I talking about? Remind me? Okay. Prior to prior to the Reddit.
0: Thing. Oh, prior to Reddit.
1: Oh right. What I remember uh what I was gonna say was that there was there was this joke going on about how um aliens couldn't actually exist. Or, sorry, the the Area 51 can actually be a hoax because Trump would have tweeted about it by now.
0: Okay. F- fair enough. At this point, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, the joke often on-go is like at 3 a.m. he'll just post the launch codes or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know these days. I really don't. Um, but I do think now it's time probably for me to shift. So here's the thing. The third thing that I thought was a indicator of why people subscribe to um conspiracies conspiracies was more of a final thought kind of thing but to be honest with you i think it deserves just a little bit of talk so let's give it some time to to talk about there was this fantastic interview that i talk about dan carlin all the time great I, well, I've mentioned his name probably three or four times at this point in the show. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> He uh, does some great podcasts about current events and about history. All and right. one of the things... Oh,
1: he's the hardcore history guy, isn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. There yeah, you go. Yeah, you have mentioned him.
0: So Dan Carlin did this interview one time with an author who wrote a book about the JFK assassination.
1: Uh-huh. Stephen King? And, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he planned it. That's a fantastic it. book. He planned the <laughs> So... um no, this this guy writes a book and his understanding of the events were everything happened, you know, a single guy mm-hmm. assassinated the president. All right, and JFK exa- assassination, that's yeah, a drink. Absolutely. And the guy wrote it saying one guy pissed off did the whole thing by himself, mm-hmm. just like the FBI always said. Right. And Dan Carlin asks him. Why do you think, if you're right, that people are so fascinated by conspiracy theories and keep entertaining them? And what he articulated is my third theory of why people are so fascinated by conspiracy theories. And I want to preface it with something because we are legal people
1: (laughs) semi legal. Yeah,
0: we, you know.
1: Yeah, we're training to be legal people.
0: So there's this theory of juries. That is a little counterintuitive, but very interesting to me because of my interest in determinism. Uh Traditionally, you might think that if you had a sexual assault trial and you were the prosecution, Uh intuitively, you would think stack the jury with women. Defense might think intuitively stack it with men. The most recent psychoanalytics on juries says the opposite. And the reason it says the opposite is because they say everybody wants to believe that your own individual action has some impact upon the consequences that you suffer. So as a result, men will compare what they would have done in the situation with the actions taken by the defendant. And they will say, well, I never would have done that. Why did he do that? He deserves to go to jail. I don't deserve to go to jail. The reason I'm not in the defendant's seat is because I know how to act right and that guy doesn't. On the other hand, women might say, well, I never would have walked down that dark alley. I never would have worn that. I never would have hung out with that guy. Why would she do that? The reason I don't get sexually assaulted is because I know how to act right. She doesn't. So counterintuitively, people, and, and, and the theory is, People want to believe that the way that you act has an impact upon the larger world. Things don't just happen to you randomly. They happen because of a system of consequences that are determined by actions. Now, with that premise, I'll give you what this guy said. What he said was people don't like the idea that some random guy who just happened to have a gun in his possession could kill a U.S. president. Change the world that much that one one fool could have that much of an impact on the history of the world much better that there be some shadowy cabals out there who systematically determined you know the end of a particular individual rather than some just piano falling on your head when you run out the door
1: right right so um i guess this was, this is my final thought Okay. Um, I've been waiting to say this one for a while on the podcast uh, because I've thought it a bit before, but I've, I started watching House of Cards like two months ago. Wow. And I think what draws people to that show is that like Frank, Frank Underwood has a plot. Like he knows what's going on. Um, He's, he's a leader in a sense. Like he's, he's making things happen And I think people like that idea that there's someone out there who knows what's going on, who knows how to make things happen, because it makes life a lot easier compared to an idea that, well, you know, no one really knows what's going on or how to make things happen. And we're all just reactive and we're trying our best. But obviously we we have no fucking clue what's going on and like that doesn't feel good to know. Like I think people like the idea that there's someone calling the shots. Um that there's someone out there who knows what's going on because it we we want a captain on our ship. Yeah. Um we want someone who who sails us from port to port. Uh even if we Don't necessarily like the port we're going to because it's better than being stranded out in the water. So that's, that's my final thought on conspiracies is that maybe they help people cope with this idea that of uncertainty. Yeah. That, um, no one really knows where we're going as human, as humans, as a species. Right. Um, is that if we have you know, these lizard people guiding us. If we have these shadowy cabals guiding us, that maybe, you know, maybe we'll reach a port. Um, maybe we'll reach an, a goal, you know, something out there, uh, and be safe as opposed to just sailing open waters, uh, with no clue where we're going and with no direction. That... So that's why I think people like. Uh, conspiracies.
0: I have nothing to add to that. That is beautiful. And I I 100% agree. And that's, that's, I think, very rare for our final thoughts. Um, That's really special for me. So uh, thank you very much, listeners, for listening in. Uh, Once again, we were super happy to bring our thoughts to you. This is probably one of our more tangent-ridden, but also probably one of our more genuine, authentic conversations that we've had on the show. Uh, Thank you very much for listening in once again, and we look forward to bringing you more content back in August. Thanks very much. Have a great night.